Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I had to go about it, write it out, and find it myself. And there's some stories I can tell you. Yeah. I had to find it's Final Word Daily here at the Oval on day of the third test match between England and South Africa. I'm Adam Collins, he's Daniel Norcross. We're here for the Advanced Test Studio, the world leaders in hair restoration. Another wild day at the office, just another normal day at the office really. Mm -hmm. Tell us all about it in 30 seconds. Well, Ollie Robinson was tasked with batting with Ben Foes to try and get a lead up above 100. So naturally, the first thing he did was smash a ball straight down the throat of mid-off of his first ball of the day. Uh, England surrendered meekly, had a lead of just 40. South Africa went out to bat. They showed a lot of good ticker. Elgar, Cyril Irwi put the fight back to England. But when Elgar didn't refer an LBW that was going down, South Africa imploded. England needing 130 to win, got to 97 when, of course, the idiotic rain, uh, bad light rules from yesterday came into force and uh, meant that this massive large crowd didn't get to see the end of the match yeah so <laughs> well basically England will come back tomorrow with 33 to win I, look I understand <laughs> look and, and your program test match special explained this quite well then and they did have it a loudspeaker too the umpires don't have latitude in that situation what the meter says in the day before when they've decided to go off that will dictate when mm. they go off in well, it went off too days, early yesterday which is the problem a little bit which is the issue yep well, maybe it's only an by, issue maybe but, by but 15 yeah, 20 minutes i was going to say yeah somewhere in the margins yesterday yeah maybe that extra 15 minutes they, they probably would have got the job done yep. given the intent they were showing zach crawley zach crawley Ooh. the man we've been talking about all summer for all the wrong reasons he's 57 not out from 44 balls talk about uh, making a point and exactly at the right moment in his career because had he failed again here, I doubt he was going to Pakistan. And he's there with Alex Lees, uh, who will wake up tomorrow on 32. They're none for 97 from just 17 overs. A run rate of 5.7 in that chase. Lees was dropped first ball of it. Um, yes. at 130, but, you know, if you're one down from the first ball, and it should have been Marco Janssen, who's done most things right through the series, putting down a catch off Rabada. So we're starting at the back of the day before going to the start again, but that felt significant. They, they snap all these mm. there and the pressure straight back on England, not to be. Well, it is because no side's going to get above 200 in this match. Yeah, So the series. Uh, well, they've done it. There have been two scores above 200 yeah, in the yeah. entire series, that's right. So in what is that, 10 innings there will have been. Uh, it's a bit extraordinary, hasn't it, the way the batting's gone. So uh, that's another reason why I'm delighted for Zach Crawley, really, because uh, we've seen singled him out, and he's got the toughest job in cricket at the moment, which is opening the batting in England. The averages for openers across this summer, I believe, is 21 and a bit before this innings, yep. or this night, and, and well, and actually the second innings as well. So uh, of South Africa, so that they've right. been they've been the anomalies in this series. Um, opening batters are averaging 21 and Crawley was averaging 15. So he wasn't really performing that much worse than most of the other openers. He was just, you know, he was in a difficult job. 
Uh, but what he's probably done is made himself a cool million pounds from a central contract by, yeah. by, by getting that 50. And Although on the some... 1st of October, aren't they, the central contract? So That's it's right. a good time to it's make a, a score. Very good time. And it was actually lovely innings. He played some very aggressive shots. Mm. That's what he's best at doing. I think he's got into, got into a muddle, actually, in his last couple of innings. So 38 he got. was very stodgy in the previous match in England's victory by an innings. And then the five he got in the first innings seemed to last forever. Yeah. Um, and he was trying to adopt a different approach and prove he could hang in there. Actually, they don't, they don't want to see that. They've said they don't expect him to be consistent. They want to see him creaming cover drives. He played one back foot cover drive, which was oy, oh, dreamy. Absolutely fantastic. And it, it meant that because they went so hard, and this is, right, I, we, hate, we hate the word, basball, but this is what basball is about. It's that when faced with a target of 130, you go after it. Mm. I remember back in Abu Dhabi, I think it was in 2012, England needed something like 120 or 130 odd to win and they crawled to 78 all out in about 50 overs now this side wouldn't do that it would have said right it spins the problem we're just going to have to take it on and once you crunch a few boundaries it forces the, the opposition captain to think differently and you know we hate the word but the momentum is with you in the batting it shifts the power balance it shifts the dynamic you're on the front foot and that's what Stokes wants his team to be all the time, that they're the ones on the front foot, regardless of the match situation. Yeah, and, and quietly, Lees gets a reprieve as well, because even though, I mean, he's been the better performed of the two openers, it's been a while between scores for yeah. him. I think he made a half century, uh, was it in the final test, the India test? So we've got to go yeah, yeah, back a bit. six weeks or so since the last time mm. he made a, a noteworthy contribution. Some good runs along the way uh, against New Zealand, but nevertheless, had he been out first ball here they you know they might have had their they might have had their head turned a wee bit about what's going on in the well, Canada Championship in the last happen. few weeks well it tends to happen doesn't it that an opener gets the full English summer and then yeah, they're discarded right. and don't come back well, that's, so well, he'll have been aware of that he'll have thought, thought of the people like Live Alex Hales, Hales Sam to, Robson Sam Robson there have yep. been quite a few of them they're there and then like Kaiser Sose they're gone <laughs> <laughs> let's go back to the middle session because you know actually you know what Let's go to the very start of the day. Because you mentioned England throwing away the chance to build a, a big lead, only, only adding four mm. runs to their overnight tally. Then they start poorly with the ball. And I'll, and I'll um, caveat that by saying they didn't do an awful lot wrong with it initially. It was more that it just looked a fraction flatter. They were trying to get the mm. ball changed within 12 yeah. overs. Anderson was up talking to, uh, I think it was umpire Menon, getting the ball passed yeah. through the rings. They and, tried it five times, you know. They tried to get the ball changed five right. times. Which said a bit about the mindset, doesn't it? When you're the fielding team trying to get the ball changed on the reg, they're, they're probably... Mm. is something that's not quite going your way. They knock off the deficit or what was left of it uh, in about 12 overs. They go yeah. to lunch at 70 for one and yeah, they lose one wicket. Of course, it's Ben mm. Stokes, Golden Bollocks, brings himself into the attack just before the break and, and finds an outside edge within like four deliveries. Of course he does. Um, but, but South Africa were ahead, but they're they, in a good, but, but I was going to say, I, I mm. would say... I would, I would have had it at that point in the test match, knowing that England are batting fourth. Mm. South Africa are leading the test match, you know, if you're looking at Winvis or something like that. Yeah. Did England have an exhilarating session, as they've done so often through not only this series, but against New Zealand and indeed against India. They've had the ability to have monster sessions with the ball. Six for 77 they took. And it was the, the old firm, it was Anderson and Broad, the adage about throwing the ball to your two best bowlers after lunch. Well, that's exactly what Ben Stokes did. Anderson only got one wicket in that stretch, but could have been several. He bowled beautifully oh, and brought yeah. down the other end. He got in Elgar's head, it felt a little bit. Two shouts for leg before. They'd already burnt two reviews. They didn't review one that Broad wanted to go upstairs for. And then he hits Elgar in line with middle and leg. It's missing leg stump comfortably. And mm. I suppose a combination of the, the celebre appeal, the, the finger going up with the appeal, 
And El got us walked off, and you mentioned oh. it in your summary, but that, that proved to be quite the turning point in the day. It was key. It was and it was really weird, actually, because the moment the ball thudded onto El Gar's pad, he started walking. He thought, oh, no. I mean, it looked out, didn't it? It felt out just because well, of the, the it, appeal and the, the, it, the well, energy. It looked out from our angle because we're watching from, from behind. Yep. So with Elgar uh, you know, right in front of the stumps, you can't be sure where the impact is from where we're sitting. Uh, and so it felt that the pre two previous ones felt wrong for height. This one was a fair bit fuller. Yeah, much fuller, it, yeah. Much fuller. Hit him on the shin. So you're going, oh, right. Well, he's, he's gone. Surely. And then we see the replay. The very, very first time I saw it for Antonio, I went, oh, hang on. And then they and took then, about three minutes to play a second replay. I think they must have gone to a commercial break. Because yeah. it, we, we, I saw the same replay and I think, wow, hang on. Yeah, that's weird. That, that's, um, that's not out. And then they confirmed it with technology when they showed, you know, the, the, uh, the Hawkeye projection. And by that point, Elgar's, you know, having a shower. And there's no... Too late. There was, there was no consideration of a review. Well, yeah, his partner didn't say anything to him either, which was interesting. It would have been Peterson at the time, wouldn't yep. it? Keegan yep. Peterson. Which I guess is because, you know, Dean Elgar's the captain. And they, these, these organisations are a little hierarchical. They are quite top-down. And maybe Keegan Peterson didn't... Or maybe he didn't see it because you're at a slight angle as well. Maybe he felt like the whole shape of it. I think part of it was because Elgar was slightly, his head was tilted over and he's playing around that pad. And I, think, I, he, think, and I think he's uh, watching it back as well. I think his boot pulled across the turf. Like he might have yeah. looked at where it was and had to guess where he impact. Yeah. Like his foot wasn't where impact was made by the time yeah. the, the appeal was being delivered. I don't think he entirely knew where his off stump was because yeah. he had a bit of very scratchy innings from Elgar. Oh, it yeah. has been, look, he's not the most pretty batter to watch. But he's, he's really struggled. But then I say that, and I started a moment ago by saying opening the batting is intensely difficult in England at the moment. So, of course, he looks scratchy. And he's being hit a lot. He's got this closed bat face. They were forever coming round the wicket at him. And it must be frustrating because, you know, he's a professional sportsman who's, who's become good at cricket by hitting cricket balls. But when you get really good, the op opponents have plans for you. So they take all the fun out of it for you. They just come around the wicket and cramp you, cramp you, cramp you. So he's, he's had really very little to hit. There was the occasional loose ball, because he did bowl well. I mean, they beat the bat a lot, even when they weren't taking wickets. And unlike the first day, those balls weren't just feathering the edge. They yeah. were going past the edge quite comfortably each time. So, you know, it was, it was hard to watch. It was an ugly looking innings. And, I felt that he felt that he was never in control at any point, and that's sort of why it went off. But it precipitated the collapse that decided the game, really. And it was, and it was, look, Broad and Anderson were absolutely magnificent. But we've got to again look at Ollie Robinson and Ben Stokes because Ben Stokes didn't bowl in the first innings. He brought himself on, you know, England are in trouble when he brings himself on. They hadn't picked up a wicket in South Africa, were ahead. As you said, Golden Bollocks comes straight in, takes a wicket. But then after the Broad Anderson spell, hadn't quite sort of burst through all of the South African lineup. The moment mm. there was just a little bit of resolve again, out comes Stokes and he bowls this. He takes a wicket off a no ball. Um, he's, he's looking exhausted. He's limping. He has to go off for an over. We wondered if we were going to find out who the vice captain was. But sneakily, Stuart Broad bowled just that one over <laughs> with the field already set. And just as we thought, who's it going to be? Because Stokes had gone off, so who's going to get to bowl? Surely we'll now find out the... Oh, no, Stokes is walking be. back down the steps. So the mystery continues. No fun, Ben, no fun. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that stretch between Broad and Anderson, remembering when, when Broad uh, starts his first wicket taking over, he's had 27 runs taken from his first four. I mean, Kevin Peterson on telly was sacking him, I mean, as, as, is, as, as is the custom. Um, maybe not quite sacking him, but you know what I'm trying to say. Oh, you know, he's, oh, he's bowling dollies at him. You know, he, he was really getting after him 
on comms. And I think that reflected the energy of the, the, the first session that England were mm. suddenly finding themselves behind in a test match that they, they bossed they for boss, yeah. much of yesterday. Tables Certainly with have the been ball, turned. Mm. Tables have been turned. Then Broad has that fabulous over, ends up uh, picking up Elgar. Down the other end, Peterson uh, edges Anderson to Pope. Excellent diving catch. Probably fourth slip. I think there are four fourth, or five yeah. slips. Fourth, really good catch. In at the time, he, you know, and he's a very good player, Keegan Peterson, out for 23. At that stage, 91 for three. Then Rickleton, who's not looks like it at all in this test match, is Broad's second wicket. He reviews, I mean, a comical review, really. That was hitting middle stump halfway up. Broad I mean, if Elgar's not reviewing, you're, yeah. sort of, you're wondering, what? Yeah, <laughs> I suppose that's right. And Rickleton was pretty much at the boundary edge by the time mm. we saw the projection. And there was that resistance. And it took, you know, Robinson and Stokes, they were the, the relief pitchers, if you like, in, in that setup after Anderson yeah. and Broad bowled for about an hour together. And, you know, it's so predictable. With both of those guys, it seems like at the moment, when either of them start a new spell, they invariably pick up a wicket. And so they did. Stokes finished bowling 13 overs in totality across two spells. But yeah, Robinson, I mean, mm. I think I said with Broad yesterday, as if it were foretold, he gets into the attack, gets a wicket. It felt exactly the same for Robinson today, who initially gets, well, he goes through Mulder's defence for 14. Uh, and then just before T, there's that no ball wicket that you referred to with mm. Stokes, who's firing up. Couple of balls later, Castles, Marco Janssen, and at sea they're 147 for seven. And you know the only conversation mm. we were having over our sandwiches at sea is, will this be over in two days? I mean, the sense of any competition by that point had gone, all in a session. Yeah, it's extraordinary, isn't it? It leaves a weird taste in the mouth, though, because you know the speed at which these games have have been dominated by one side or the other. It was exciting when South Africa got back into it. And you started to think, you know, if South Africa are batting at the end of the day, but they're maybe seven down. Perfect. It could be yeah. England chasing 230 on, on the last day. Um, they'll have to go after it against a really good pace attack. But 130 was never going to be enough. Uh, and a feature of today, actually, was what, what makes things feel sometimes a little bit more meek is the number of bolds there were. Yeah. You know, a lot of times players were castled and, and I think actually in fairness to them that was a function of the pitch which has had a, a sizable amount of assistance for seam bowlers and the expertise of the wobble seamers you know Robinson bowls a terrific wobble seam he gets it to jag back sharply and you saw, I mean Maharaj's dismissal was a great example of mm. you know Maharaj mm. was actually playing the right line but the ball just cut so far I mean, you know, couldn't adjust in time and it kissed the top of the middle stump. It caused me to be really infuriated again because I couldn't see the bales come <laughs> off. Please give me some zinc bales or, or black ones or something. I don't know, just not green ones. That Between now and next season, we can start a campaign. So that was Broad's seventh happen. wicket of the match. Yep. He ends up with three for 45. He overtook Glenn McGrath today as well. There was a nice moment where he mm. got the whole, oh, well, he didn't hold the ball aloft. He just waved to the crowd all four points to acknowledge that he'd gone past that five. I mean, that's a thing, though, isn't it? Isn't that weird, though? Because it's not a number like 600 or 550. It's Glenn and McGrath. someone's already gone past Glenn McGrath. True, true. But Glenn McGrath is such an important figure to seam bowlers. I mean, he's a patron saint of people like Stephen Finn, for example. There are posters on it, of him on their well, walls Well, it was his hero growing up. Exactly. He's, well, he's, he is the hero. So if you go past Glenn McGrath, that's almost like more important than getting to 600. Stokes finishes with three for 39 from 13. Figures, I feel like he's returned three for 39 from 13 yeah. about six times this summer. He's been so effective with the ball. Robinson, two for 40 from his 15. And Anderson got one at the end. Uh, Verena, the wicketkeeper, skied one up. So he ends up with two for 37 from 15.2, but bowled. Well, I said it yesterday, he could have been the guy with four or five next to his name, Anderson mm. bowled so well uh, running up. Still no five for at the Oval. 
Still no fire for at the Oval. Uh, nor, nor Manchester. That's quite odd that there's two grounds in England he hasn't got a fire for at. Well, and I think both those grounds are hosting Ashes Test matches next year. I just put that out there. <laughs> uh, and, well, look, then we've already touched on the, the partnership that was had between uh, Crawley and Lees, but you mentioned the... the uh, was it the, the back foot push or the, the, yes, the back foot drive? Back foot from, drive. Oh, the favourite from the lot I saw, I was sitting up in the pavilion on the on the balcony there in the final session when they started off. and So I was right behind the on-drive he played, Crawley, on about 10. About the best on-drive I've seen this summer. So yeah. it, what it does, because it, obviously Crawley shouldn't be picked at the moment, right, on the basis of yeah. all the usual conventions, right? But he plays like that and it makes you purr and it makes you wonder how he's not, delivering to the extent to which his talent would suggest he should. He's going to prove a, a fascinating and frustrating cricketer. He'll probably, I suspect, over his test career, remembering he's pretty young, mm. he'll probably have days where he is a true world beater and we think he could be anything. And then we already know that he can bat in a way and be dismissed in a way, not too dissimilar to James Vince, which makes you feel like he's a, a liability and hasn't got the right discipline and the right degree of control above the shoulders to make it at the top flight. He's going to bamboozle us for years. Do you want a hot take? Yep. I predict that at some point in the next three years, Harry Brook will open and Zach Crawley will bat at five. Well, there you go. You heard it here first. Yeah, it probably won't happen, but, it was, it's a bit, but it, it kind of makes sense to me. I think it's time that we go uh, speedily to the Final Word Hall of Fame. The Final Word Hall of Fame is for the Advanced Hair Studio. They've been with us all summer, Daniel. Advanced Hair studio.com forward slash final word 15% off all you need to do pop in your details and one of their expert consultants they've dealt with more than a million people across three decades they're a serious operation 100% guarantee they'll get straight in touch all you need to do details in and then because you're friends with Daniel and me through the podcast you will, you will get that 15% discount and I stress not just in Australia or England where the majority of people who listen to this podcast are from, but all over. If you're watching on YouTube and some, mm -hmm. some other part of the world, cricketing or otherwise, um, Advanced Test Studio are well represented across the world. So jump on advancedtestudio.com forward slash final word. And we're going to be doing daily shows from uh, the England-India Women's One Day Series starting next week, but we're getting towards the end of the summer. So if this was something you were thinking about, um, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, this would be a good time to jump on and have a look. It really would. But you've got me thinking there, I wonder which is the country which has the most follically challenged people in it. Hmm. What about in the cricketing world? In the cricketing world, usually, New Zealand often have a yes. few issues with hair. Thinking Chris Harris. Chris yes, Lee. I am. I'm thinking, did Blundell have much hair? It didn't feel like he had no. a... Mitchell didn't. What we would I give think to, that was a relatively hairless <laughs> partnership. <laughs> what we would that. give to watch Blundell yeah. and Mitchell about at the moment. Oh, it shows some really resistance. Because yeah. that's going to yeah. be the genesis of our Hall of Fame today. Let's have a stat splurge. On the way through Come to on. it. On Give the way through all. to it, I'm just going to note a couple of things. One yep. is that, um, well, it's steady. Um, Jimmy today, not out for the 106th time in Test Cricket. By a mile, the most not outs. We had a nerd right. pledge about this the other week. He was on 98 or something um, during the Ashes last year, and he, he's been racking them up with some regularity this summer. Um, Stuart Broad having the pads on ready to come out number three if they Brilliant. lost the wicket today. Um, will the Nighthawk ever truly be deployed? Well, not this summer, he won't. But What's, what's um, the signal for the Nighthawk? Um, Jonathan Agnew thinks the signal should be this. I'll have to, I'll have to go across you. And then you, you, you tap, tap my wrist. Tap, tap, tap my wrist like that. Like that. That's the Hawk. Bring the Hawk. <laughs> Bring the hawk. <laughs> the head of the hawk. Uh, mate, well, maybe next year, Stu, if he's still going around, and he probably will be, given the way that he bowled oh, yeah. in this series. Well, let's actually go there, shall we? So this is all courtesy of Zoltz or Samson. The majority yeah. of it is from Zoltz. Now, in 2022, in this test summer, Broad's taken 29 wickets to 27. Anderson took 27 at 17.6. 
40-year-old. Uh, Ollie Robinson uh, completed his, well, completed, took his 50th test wicket today, 51st mm. as well. Uh, 11 test matches to get there. So one of the quickest ever for England at an average, average of better than 20. On better than 20, right, Many yeah. have done it. I think Finney did it in 10, but at a higher average. Something right. like that. Um, South Africa, just one half century in three tests. Now, across all three test match series, that's only happened eight times. So again, it gives They've you a They've only sense had of, one half century in the three yeah, tests. Yeah, wow. Was, uh, Irvia uh, in the first test at Lords because wow. uh, Elgar made 40-odd. Right. Yep. So yeah. um, their batting average across the series was 17.6, which is the worst for a touring team, with the exception of one Pakistan tour I couldn't quite hear on my, yeah. on my headset, but the worst for sort of 50-odd years. Um, shall we keep going? There's so much Why here. Why not? Um, if England knock it off comfortably tomorrow, this is a good one from Zoltz, it'll be the only, the, sorry, it'll only be the fifth time uh, that a side's won a test match when batting fewer than 60 overs in totality. Yeah, they need to, I think they need to wrap this up in about four or five overs to do that, which they easily could do. Which they will. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's the uh, eighth time that the first two innings of a test match have ended in the same number of overs. That was, was lovely. 36.2. Loved that. And the way that uh, the, the next bit out of that is that it's the fourth shortest combined collective first innings in test history at <laughs> 72.4 overs, if you're wondering. The worst was about 200-odd balls uh, between England and Australia at the MCG in 1901-02. Yes, I remember and, uh, that. Uh, yeah, mm. I think. And, and, and the, um, the two, uh, the two uh, talismanic uh, mm. bowlers for their respective nations, uh, Barnes & Noble, which, of course, is a, a bookshop. A bookshop, yeah. Yeah. States. There you go. Beautiful. Um, Beautiful. Second time this summer that both teams in their first innings were bowled out in fewer than 45 overs. The other, we've got to go back to New Zealand and England. Right. The first test match of the summer. Um, it's take. It's been... Okay, 1907 uh, was the last time that three innings in a test match were completed quicker than this. 129 overs. One... Whoa. I mean, that's basically supposed to be about an hour after lunch on day two. Yeah. Three <laughs> innings completed. Uh, and no centuries by openers... Uh, in the test summer for men all up. Now, there have been 101 be. English test yeah. summers yep. uh, where more than three test matches have been played. Only once before have there been no hundreds by openers, and that was the three-test Ashes summer of 1888. Which oh, is a... No exhale. That is a notoriously difficult uh, series to bat in, was 1888. And I think a actually... Yeah. Mm. 2018 had a similar thing going on. I think it wasn't until this oval test when... Cook got 100, Cook. and Rahul, did he get 100? Uh, in the fourth innings, that's right. That's yeah, I, I think those are the only two hundreds by openers in that year as it's well. It's a trend. It's a tr it's definitely a trend. Especially it in this country. So, you know, lay off Crawley and Lees. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'd be able to maintain that, but, but yeah, we should do We're going to have one more daily show tomorrow, another rambling edition, I'm sure. Adam Collins, Daniel Norcross, thanks for listening. Uh, thanks to the advancedhairstudio.com forward slash final word, 15% off. Take a look. They are indeed the world leaders in hair restoration. To our production team, uh, both in Melbourne and in London, thanks for your support. We'll do it one more time tomorrow, where England have 33 runs to win. Till then, good night. Good night. I had to go about